Hello and welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined by Chris Bratt. Hello. Simon Miller. Yo. And this week, Tom Ory. Hello. How you doing, Tom? I'm all right. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. You've been keeping well? Yeah. They've yeah, been feeding good. you properly? Pretty good, yeah. Excellent. We've missed you, lots Tom. lots of apples and bananas. Lots of apples and bananas? That's my, that's my new lunch. That's good. I've been eating uh, quite a lot of fruit lately as well. But I haven't this morning. I've just drunk coffee and eaten chocolate bars. Mm. Yeah, exactly the same. Exactly the I same. Feel good though. Chocolate bars for breakfast. A Twix. No. You'll crash about four pm. I'll crash You'll earlier than down. that. I reckon <laughs> like twenty minutes or so. Maybe. <laughs> so, what have you been playing this week, Chris? Uh, I haven't still haven't been able to play a whole lot outside of the office. But I something a little bit video game related. Watched the first episode of this Defiance TV Defiance. show. Defiance was on last night in the UK. Because this obviously Defiance for those of you who haven't been following it. Um, and nobody's been following it. That's <laughs> everyone. We're kind of aware of this because they've been hammering it to hell for months and months and months and months. But the yeah. idea is that it's a, it's quite a cool idea, actually. It's a sci-fi game that ties in with a sci-fi TV series mm-hmm. and an online web, web, webisode thing. Or basically, it's one of these things where it's kind of a multimedia experience. And the idea is that the world all ties together across different formats. It's the sort of thing that was clearly cooked up in a marketing meeting where oh, somebody yeah. went, this is amazing. It, no, it sounds great. I just, I don't see it working too well. I don't know. But, um, yeah, D- Defiance, the TV show, it wasn't totally bad. No? So that's good. Really? Yeah, how sure. Do, how did it into the it, game, though? It wasn't... Uh, Don't you have to... I thought my claiming that stuff you do in the game affects things in the show. <laughs> I'm not sure how that happens, <laughs> but apparently, maybe one, one week someone has a blue we, shirt instead of a red is shirt. Is it going to be like the, the rubbish interactive teletext thing of being like, if you kill this person when you played the game? Press the red button. Yeah, I now. love those. <laughs> oh, no. They're like bamboozle, but for games. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it is really strange that the game came out before the TV series because yeah. you, you need to build that hype up surely. Or is it maybe games are a bigger deal now than TV? So. And they're hoping that yeah. it goes the other way. But it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, um, the whole little TV series that goes before a game is actually a really common thing now. It's just that it's not really shouted about. Yeah. You always get like, um, you know, comic book tie-ins and little mini web series of the animation. I saw yeah. the Red Faction film thing was on Sci-Fi Channel last night. Yeah, straight after mm. um, Defiance, actually. Yeah. Did they mention the game at all during the Defiance stuff? They must have... Mm, no, they, they kind of... You'd occasionally get like, go to Twitter with hashtag Defiance UK, and that was. <laughs> we're not, we're not getting involved with. So, yeah. there's, so if you're playing the game, there is no way to know what you gained from watching that TV series. Um, well, I mean, the story does cross over, and you'll see meet the characters from the TV show whilst you're playing. But uh, this just I, makes it sound like one of them is just an appendix. Mm, I don't know which mm. one, and that's pathetic. I think especially with the way that um, games are getting well smart with the way they can tie in to other stuff as yeah. well. Actually, like um, obviously the guys who used to do in, uh, half the guys who used to do Inside Xbox have uh, just launched a kind of new show called Thank You for Playing, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is like a kind of this interactive thing. And the idea that when you watch um, episodes of it, you know, as you go through and watch certain bits, you unlock achievements which unlock things, and yeah. and that whole element of having something where you'll watch something and unlock something. Yeah, it gives you something back, yeah. You sort of think they've kind of missed a, a trick with Defiance, surely, of not having... Even if it was something maybe you could watch the show online 
and that when you do so, you then unlock mm. credits or... You think it'd be what... something like... At least that makes sense. At the moment, yeah. it just sounds like you get a little bit of extra information if you watch the TV well, show. Yeah, there is supposed to be some crossover. I'm just not entirely sure. They, did, they didn't make it clear, like, at the end of the TV episode, it's like, now go online and play Defiance. And I mean, I just need to think here that you this... say it isn't terrible. Though. I mean, I feel like I need to do some sort of sci-fi <laughs> litmus <laughs> test. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not good. What other sci-fi do you think is within the same area? Um... Ooh. Is it, is it like... better than Stargate, the original series? No. Is it is better it... than Farscape? It's on par with Farscape. On par with opinion. Farscape. But I'm not a Farscape Interesting. fan. That's what about Stargate Atlantis? I'd say it's close to that. It's that's closer rubbish. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... <laughs> it's... A lot of people like that. I love Chris Judge. Uh, there was the look of genuine disdain on your face there, Tom. The way I, I kind of saw it, has anyone watched, it's not sci-fi, but has anyone watched Jericho? That's kind of post watched two episodes. It's, it's kind of like Jericho, but with a bunch of aliens. That's the, what, what are my they impression being, of What it. are they defying or being defiant against? Um, so, the, like, yeah, there was kind of, uh, 30 years ago, from where Defiance is taking place, uh, an alien fleet arrives at Earth. Uh, they've migrated and they thought Earth was like going to be their new home. So is it V? Um, kind of. Um, and they, they realized that there's humans there. So they started having negotiations whilst the, the ship the stayed in orbit. No, it's not, it's not even that. Oh. They, they, a, a war kicks off as wars tend to do in these situations. <laughs> the ships just start exploding all over the place. Um, Earth gets terraformed. That's, that's something that happens. And, then the war kicks off, and the defiance is this defiant few um, oh, who decide not to kill each other anymore. And then the aliens and the humans. That sounds live like together. resistance. A bit like resistance. Sounds like a bit like every sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh no, it, and it is very yeah, it's very generic, very cheesy. But I just had I went well, in with super low expectations. This is just interesting because I think that what's funny about defiance is it's just for me. It, I haven't really seen enough of that to know if this is entirely true. But my gut reaction is it's like it's like an example of the creative process the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah I think of an idea that mm. worked backwards of yeah. being like you know just basically thinking let's make everything. And it's like in the same way that in a way like when Skylanders came out that you could tell because Activision are that kind of company that they were going. They weren't thinking about, oh, let's make a nice game. They were thinking about getting the pajamas, yeah. duvet yeah. covers, but it works, toys. Then. And boy, it works. You know, fair play to it. But at the same time, I find it interesting with Defiance this whole like make everything work yeah. out the details later. Whereas mm. there's another thing I've noticed this week, um, a cool little thing called Rivet Wars, which is like becoming a board game because I'm really into my board games as well. And it's just the dude yeah. that started off with one drawing of a funny little character. Yeah. And then he liked it and he thought, oh, I'll make it into a model. And he made it into a model and people loved it and he started selling models of this. But then it's gradually expanded just because he's like, oh, no, well, I'll make another, a tank for him to go in there. Yeah. Oh, no, I need to make a rocket launcher and, a, and an enemy team. That's so amazing. They, and it's, it's kind of transformed into this whole universe. And it was mad that he put on a Kickstarter saying, I'd like to make a Rivet Wars board game with a... 20k mark like yeah. budget if we get 20k we'll make the board game Blown past and it. in like three days it's like half a million <laughs> and it's just like to make a board game yeah yeah, yeah. it's well, gonna be a really it's good gonna board be game. the most over the top board game ever. so it's, it's already basically it's already looking like incredibly likely that this we are going to see a rivet wars video game must be well they need to do something with the money surely yeah. oh god um, didn't need that much actually they keep putting a... it in buckets and throwing <laughs> it out the windows they should make a TV series that ties into the game and then yeah precisely mm-hmm. but that's, that's weirdly that's probably what's going to happen <laughs> yes is... 
it's just like a case of like there's an argument for saying you know, let's let these things happen organically somebody <laughs> will get that right eventually yeah. that is an untapped you know idea somebody <laughs> with serious kind of cash and, and, and vision will get it right and well, it's funny because it's an incredible thing that you can jump not, through yeah, in a way they've, cool they've banged on about divines as if it is this like revolutionary mm. thing watch the TV show play yeah, the game yeah. you know what I did that when I was like 13 it was called Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> like, true that's like, a good point I think yeah. it's, it's almost like the, the technology isn't quite there yet because like if you think next gen consoles are all going to be like tv boxes and all this stuff as well yeah like i don't want interactive tv and all this kind of thing if you're watching it on your ps4 maybe you logged in as your account it knows you've watched defiance it yeah. can give you an extra couple of credits or whatever Absolutely. but at the moment if you're watching it on sky it doesn't know that you even know, no idea that imagine you... if you watch uh, an episode of defiance on the tv thing and then at the end <laughs> of it it says Right, and you, and it's got these guys running off to go and do a mission or something. That's the thing. And, and, then, you, and then it goes yeah. play, and you yeah. just jump I mean, straight into that mission. It's, it's an online MMO thing, isn't it? So you can just drop that mission in as mm. soon as yep. it finishes. That's what I thought it was. So well, that's kind of cool. It's Yeah, I mean, all that kind of uh, flexibility is going to have to be on the game side of things because they can't do anything with well, the TV I think, show. I'm pretty sure mm. it's the other way around. But well. how do you do it, that? Surely I'm wrong. I'm sure they've said that things that happen in the game affect things in the yeah. show, but that... Doesn't seem it, it, doable. Maybe yeah. I've got it all wrong, but it's going to do it. But it, it can do it. It's just going to be a bit. I don't know. I mean, the way that they affect things in like World of Warcraft used to have these things, these big world events where you'd affect things. But it yeah. was basically just a case of going, "Hey guys, can you collaborate to get us ten thousand bits of wool yeah. so we can open this gate to Egypt land?" And actually, the whole exercise of those world events in uh, World of Warcraft—a bit of trivia I love—is <laughs> the only reason they did all those things was to rebalance the economy. So when they'd have <laughs> items that had become too valuable for whatever reason, yeah, um, mainly lower level stuff that people couldn't be bothered to go and get and it would unbalance the game, they then go, all right, well, we need to take some of it out of circulation, like a lot of it. And so That's all really the people who had it in their banks, because it was valuable and yeah. they were sitting on it, they basically go, oh, you need to give all of these items and then we'll do a happy world event. <laughs> and it was basically like a, a, an arms amnesty or something. It was That's just awesome. a case of going, we need to... Because obviously when, when things exist, uh, unless they get turned into something else or sold to a, a vendor, yeah. which didn't have very often... It's like it's like with any economy, you can create currency, but you can't yeah. destroy it. And the only way they could destroy currency without causing an uproar was by getting people to be charitable. Happy world, I like which that. Is quite fun. Do you want my final review for Defiance? <laughs> what the TV show? If, if I was, yeah, if I was, if I was sitting down, yeah. how many how many Star Treks out of ten <coughs> is it? Um, four. If what? I was sitting down and it was, <laughs> and it was on, Trek. yeah. If which it, character uh, of Star Trek is it most like? Uh, oh God. Is this us just saying that Star I, Trek is the pinnacle of yeah, sci-fi? Yeah, it's, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's next generation. Right, so. but, yeah. but yeah, if it was on the TV and I couldn't quite reach the remote, I'd watch it. But if I wouldn't choose to watch it, I think that's pretty much sums up the how, TV on show. On the scale of a, a, a polished Picard, how how polished? <laughs> um, Talking like, mm, like, like gloss or mirror sheen? A very light gloss. Very light if you gloss. were the Forge from Next Generation, <laughs> would you bother to put your visor on to watch it, or would you just not bother and just... No, I don't think I would. If no. you were Worf, would you get angry and be asked to leave the bridge? Worf's always angry. This okay. could last forever if we're going to go through every single Star Trek character. <laughs> if you were Janeway <laughs> in episode 23... No, let's not do this. Mm -hmm. um, so you've been playing some a game... I'm actually really jealous because I've been um, away in both Germany and Cloud Cuckoo Land and not been playing many games lately, but you've been playing a game that I really want to play, Tom. Mm. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2. Yeah, well, this is possibly the first 3DS game I've actually... Possibly the first game I've actually bought on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, well, because I love Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. 
uh, me and James imported a Japanese GameCube when it came out. God knows when that was. Luigi's Mansion was the best game at launch. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's just been a dead thing since then. I don't know how many years ago that was. And it was. I think it deserved a sequel sooner. I mean, it's good that they've got one now. And it is, it's really good. Um, it works really on the 3DS. Um, it's got that kind of Nintendo feel that I don't think many games have, even from Nintendo in recent yeah, years. Yeah, I think that's been my problem. <clears throat> and I've, a lot of things I hear about Luigi's Mansion, like I heard that, I think, uh, I think actually Al Gaston uh, was this morning saying, oh, there's bits like where he's awkwardly humming along to mm. the music in the background <laughs> yeah, in the game. I love that. It's like, yeah. so good. He's like, a, a char- as a character, he is, he's more than just a, a guy that you play as. He does stuff that you, you like him more as a, as a character because of the way he interacts and the things he does. And it's got a, a, a very nice sense of progression in terms of how it builds up gradually. It starts quite slowly, I think. I know Dave was saying he's played about an hour and he didn't really get into it. Mm. I mean, it does, it starts off slow, but then gradually you get new stuff, you get new abilities, your like Hoover thing and your light gets upgraded and it builds to more complicated ghosts. What's and, it like for, um, for kind of like how what chunky it's into chunks, is it? Because I mean, it is quite in, in terms of like how it's like portable and playing in little, yeah, yeah it's very, I mean, I play it in evenings, so normally it's about 40 minutes or so, and I can usually get one mission or level done in that time. Nice, nice. And even if I don't, I can just close the lid and pick it up the next day anyway, yeah. which is cool. Um, I think it is, I can't remember exactly the format of Luigi's Mansion 1, so I don't know how it comp- compares really, but it is very much, here's a here's a chunk of level, um, and you can get that done in 30, 40 minutes. One of them took a bit over an hour, but maybe I was just being really slow. But it does seem designed to do a bit here and then pick it up again and do another level and rather than playing it in huge like four hour sessions or whatever um but it's just it's just really nicely put together it does it's made by um the guys that did i think i'm gonna say something wrong but i think hmm. they did like this the uh superstar not superstar the um Super- football football games with oh. mario i think Oh, is it end level or something? I'm probably completely wrong. Mario Smash All the best songs. I think I might be completely wrong, so I might be an idiot, but I don't think it's, I don't know if it's an actual Nintendo team, Mm. but I think they've clearly had a lot of overseeing. I've got a lot of time for that because I've always bang on about this, but my favorite era of the Zelda games was when they were letting Capcom make loads of them. They were good. Just because they were all good. And they were coming out like every year. And even though they were all like quite similar, I'd play each one. I'd complete each one. And I'd love it. Yeah. And it was one of those weird situations where you kind of think, oh, it would get really oversaturated and boring. But it didn't. And I think actually having all those different teams working on it. But since then, they've kind of almost been like, oh, no, the fans want it to be just <coughs> us making them. And I don't think that most no. people care. Like, I, I didn't know that they were made feels, by Capcom. It feels like a Nintendo game. I think that's the biggest... It could well, but I could be wrong. It's made by Nintendo, but I'm pretty sure it's a team that is outside of Nintendo that have had a lot of overseeing. But it doesn't, doesn't. It's not um, let down by that. It, it feels just like you would if, if let's say Miyamoto was heading up and stuff. I'm sure he's had some say in it, but it is very much classic Nintendo. It has the kind of charm. I know charm's a word we don't like using, but it's got that the way the ghosts are designed, the way they kind of do little things in the environment, the way they're like. What, wearing shades and stuff and to block, to block the light you're shining at them and you have to wrestle the shades off them first before you can, <laughs> before you can blind them and stuff. It's, and the like music and little, little touches here and there and it's just very nicely designed and it, even though it's on the 3DS, which isn't the most powerful thing going, no. 
it works really well and you don't think, God, I wish this I wish this was on a Wii U or something. I'm really looking forward to just spending a lot of time with my 3DS soon, actually. I need to I'll put some time in my diary mm. or something. Because <laughs> the problem is, I, I find myself in my bedroom at night and I, I will think, oh, I could play something on my 3DS. But I've got a PC there and I just yeah. end up playing the same things again and again. Mm. Yeah. I, play, uh, play, I play Dota in the same way that you might play Championship Manager or something. When it's a shame because at the moment, I think the 3DS is the strongest. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot, think, yeah. a lot going for it. Yeah, the so many good games. I was chatting to my friend uh, Steve Hogarty the other day and he said, he said at the moment, if anyone said to me, like, everyone's like, all arguing about like Xbox and PS3 and stuff. And it's yeah. like, if you were going to get one other console, like your other console, it should be a 3DS. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's completely spot on. Yeah. Because it's like, in terms of like the, the unique games you get on there that you can't get anywhere else, like Kid Icarus, um, the new Fire Emblem is supposed to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I love Fire Emblem. Yeah. Castlevania came out recently. Castlevania was awesome as well. And then well. you've still got the stuff, like, it had a, I think, dry period last year, a little bit. But you've still got um, the stuff they released, like you've got Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that was got Mario yeah. Kart, you've got Super Mario 3D Land. Um, there's a lot of stuff that is definitely worth getting for the 3DS now. And by the time we, you know, from recording this to it goes live, Nintendo may have announced some new games for 3DS. <laughs> yeah, they've got true. their directing later today. And from what I can tell, there are some big games coming out of it. Oh, there, so, there was, the, there was the retailer leak of Majora's Mask, wasn't there? Yeah. Like, oh. Whether or not that is a thing. Like it seems likely. Uh, Majora's Mask as well is weirdly because they've had lots of um, kind of the remakes of Ocarina of Time and they've kind of like kind of tooled it up a bit and yeah. added a bit of a tiny bit of new content, but they've never really given Majora's Mask the same. I don't think attention. it exists outside the Nintendo sixty four, does it? Apart no. from if you want to emulate it or something, no. I don't think you can do it. And I, I don't know why it is. It's probably because the whole so game had that bizarre edge to <laughs> yeah. it. But I get the impression that Majora's Mask is a game that probably had quite a lot of stuff that might have been cut. I don't know. It does feel... It feels like rough, but in a way that I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be really interested to see if they do make a, like a new in. version, just to see if there are some extra I would like to stuff. see how, quote-unquote, new Nintendo makes Majora... I don't think you can make that game accessible, and that's their big thing. <laughs> I think they just have to say, look, this isn't for you. This is for the people <laughs> yeah, like 15 years they ago. They didn't bother with Ocarina of Time, did they? No. That, that was just the old game. It had, I think it had some little video guide things, yeah, yeah. but it really didn't hold your hand at all. It was the same game. But it had, you had the, um, those weird clock things that never really made any sense would help you as Dong. well this time. They never used to help you before. I love those things. They're awesome, aren't they? Because they're just like so mysterious. Exactly. And when you realise... Never like, explained. And then never explained. And I love the fact that um, when you realised, I think it was particularly in Majora's Mask, that when you played the different tunes to them. They did different things. Yeah, that's amazing. And you get a fairy or... And it was just that, that realisation of being like, whoa, yeah. what, about, what about this song? That's classic Nintendo, isn't it? Never telling you what you're supposed to do and just letting you <laughs> find your own way. But I don't think with the whole time thing, Majora's Mask, I don't think there's any way you can, you know, because you have to do the whole... It's rep- repetition, yeah. Majora's Mask. So when you get to the end and you fight the moon or whatever it is, you, you know exactly what to do and when. You do it in about what? 60 minutes or something, don't yeah. you? That if you actually have your final playthrough. I'd but. love to see somebody playing uh, Majora's Mask for the first time who didn't know anything about it. Especially if they were like 15. Oh, I know. It's just the mystery of the moon. Like, yeah. The fact that when you first played it, all you were told is that the moon is coming and and as it gets closer and closer, the, I, I can't exactly remember that feeling, but I'm pretty sure it didn't tell you that you were going to be able to go back, right? I don't know. I don't you just you had this first. this sense of being like you just start the game and then the moon's crashing into the and then the <laughs> yeah. moon crashes in. And and it's really dark. And as you well, think, that game. what 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 happens I now? Know. I half expected it to do an Ocarina of Time thing of like seven years later. <laughs> yeah. <your laughs> the game ends. Yeah, start again. What? It's so good. Oh, it's so such good. a weird game. Yeah. But also, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it again if they do re-release it, just because 
uh, Ocarina of Time, I killed it too much. And I, every time I play it, I'm like, I know every inch of this yeah, game. Yeah. Whereas Majora's Mask is like really fuzzy still. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't really remember. Because you needed the, the expansion pieces. pack as well, didn't you, to play it? And that kind of, I think you did, the did 64 you? double, was it actually called the 64 no. double D? It's just no. called the Ram Pack, wasn't it or something? No, they, they never released the double D over here. I thought you needed that, that you thing might you have put done. in it to use it. I don't know. Did you not? I don't no, know. I there was rumours for ages, I don't know how legit they were, there were rumours for Ocarina of Time that there was an area on the world map that was a bit empty and that they were going to make an expansion pack for the game, they could, which they would may use well the double been, D. They may well have done that because they... They had ideas for it, didn't they? That just never yeah. happened, really. It's really so. annoying because it was like, oh, somebody, awesome, it must man. be somewhere. Just, just, yeah, finish just it waiting off. to be done. But um, yeah, I'm really excited I'm to see hope, what... I would like that to be one of the games. But I do hope they bring out some new stuff as well because yeah. Nintendo recent years have relied a lot on that old stuff. I, I think. really want them to sell me a Wii U. At the moment, I am, I'm yeah, kind I of on it. the verge. <clears throat> I, I've come close to it, mainly because what I've been playing lately, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter three yeah. ultimate uh, on the 3ds just because we played a little bit on the live stream for the one of you and i was just bamboozled and lost but i quite liked it but because you can transfer the saves between the wii version and the 3ds version i just popped my save onto my 3ds always good took mm-hmm. it off and i'm now about 15 20 hours in and i'm really enjoying it it's just it, just at the point i thought i knew what i was doing it's like no you don't know changing doesn't it yeah it's so complicated almost <laughs> the point of being like oh get lost yeah. like the skill system just seems like I, I'll never be able to play that game. It's yeah. like plus two to gluttony. What does that mean? <laughs> what, how is that? I mean, some of them are like plus two heat resistance. It's like yeah. I can deal with that. Like, yeah, I know, what, but what is gluttony? I don't know. I, you can eat less, and it talks about like different class types that I don't even know how you change them, and I don't even know what's going on. It's I'm really enjoying being lost in it. But I mean, I've been tempted to buy a Wii U just so I can do the, I can transfer yeah, it back across, yeah. and play it on a big screen. But it's still, it's just like, mm. no, mm. not enough. I have no reason to buy a Wii U at the moment. They're literally, there's nothing out there that makes me think I have to buy this machine. There's some thing, good games, yeah. but not games I want to drop 250 quid no, to play. No. And that's the problem. And I think a lot of the people are acting like um, people are being unnecessarily harsh about the Wii U. And I see a lot of people who are kind of trying to defend it who are like, oh no, there's loads of good games to play. And it's like, no, there aren't. You're mm. kind of doing like what I did when I had an N64 before all the good games came out of being like, look, you can... Where you, where you think Snowboard Kids is a big yeah, game. Yeah, precisely. You're like, we've got I, I Snowboard there. Kids. Yeah. yeah, Brilliant. I, I convinced <laughs> myself that was a good game. It was, was it? It was I, all right. I loved it though, yeah. but it probably but it wasn't, wasn't It wasn't like buy an N64 because of Snowboard Kids. No. no. If, you've got an, if you've got a Wii U, you can probably convince yourself that there are some decent games to buy. But yeah. if, you, if you're still, I don't want to buy one yet, there's not enough. No, that's what I think, yeah. Yeah, I was asking Tom earlier in the week, like, what have we covered for the Wii U recently? It was it was Lego City of yeah. the Cother. That yeah. was That's the last good one. though, again. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. It's that, that looks quite good, but it, still, but it's just not... We haven't got a list is, of that. That isn't a game that I think I'm going to buy a Wii U. And actually, mm. I mean, I must say for that, from, we only played very briefly, but for a game that was specifically designed for that console, mm. uh, the, the load times were unforgivable. Yeah. It was just like, you, this is made for one console, having yeah. a lack of optimization that means load yeah. times a minute plus... Just no. Yeah, no. I can't handle load times anymore. I'm an impatient no. man. I've got a lot to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a busy man. Exactly. <laughs> you can't keep me loading. But yeah, it, it says a lot actually that I have been almost thinking, well, there's no point buying it with you. I could probably just borrow the office one for a week because we have so infrequent <laughs> use of it. Yeah. No one would notice. Nobody would notice. Um, but I know I, it's a shame because I, I do at the moment, I'm, I am falling back in love with Nintendo because I think they've, they've remembered what they've missing. Yeah. And that Nintendo magic that is why we've always loved them. 
that has been missing for a while, I think. And yeah. I think I think the Wii U will become good, I think, because I I'm bored of thinking that Nintendo will get it wrong. Yeah. And then them just saying no. We knew exactly what we were doing. I just don't know when. But do you reckon the Nintendo Magic went? Or do you reckon we just got older? That's the thing I've never been sure about. Because I remember when I played um, Mario Kart on the Wii, mm-hmm. I it really didn't that. like it. No, there was no Nintendo. I felt like it had that. no soul. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, good. But, but the DS yeah. one did, and so did the 3DS <laughs> yeah. one. So yeah. I don't know whether that's when Nintendo decided we'll use the Wii as our you know, casual machine or however you want to describe it, but our handhelds will keep to sort of people that have been there the whole time. Because Skyward Sword was really good. Yeah. That was a really good really classic Zelda game. I mean, it didn't do anything sort of amazingly different but it's a really well crafted Zelda game and I don't I, although anybody could get into a Zelda game if they wanted to that was definitely aimed more at people like us yeah so it's interesting it's almost like they don't really know what they want to do they didn't back in that time they're kind of just throwing stuff at everybody and hoping to see what stuck I really hope they make a HD version I mean we were saying obviously we don't want them to keep just rehashing their mm. old catalogue but if they make a HD version of Skyward Sword for the Wii U I think that might be any like, HD Zelda I'll game would be incredible well, we've, got, we've got a thingy haven't we coming what's it called um, Majora's uh, sorry uh, The Wind Waker Wind Waker's coming oh in. Wind Waker yeah, it's in like autumn Wind Waker <laughs> I mean it could it, if it's going to take years for the next proper Zelda yeah. we could well see I HD never, I never got Wind Waker mm. really it everyone was, was always like it's wonderful and I, was, I played it quite I a lot I liked it a lot but I never got it I, did, I think all the games to make remake on HD that's the worst choice it still looks good now that's true if you put it on your GameCube that was the whole point of the art style is that it holds up so I have a nice sheen to it, and it's a great game, but it's a strange one. I'll probably play it. But again, I'm not going to buy a Wii U to play no, Wind no. Waker. That's the thing is, I, I, wouldn't it buy, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't buy a Wind Waker. <laughs> I give up on that sentence. I, I hereby know. put my lips <laughs> on the table. I give up. Still, Wii U, I think it will come good next year. I really hope it does. I just uh, The thing was with the Wii U is when, I first, when they first tried to announce it, and I say tried to announce it, uh, there was just an absolute botch. Uh, and the thing yeah, was, it, it was just so confused. And they went, oh, I can do all these things. Yeah. <laughs> and it ended up, the people who were defending it were the people who were at E3. Yeah. And they were just going, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. But it's like, well, no, the only reason you're saying that is because after you saw that mental video, they took you into another room and showed you it. Yeah. And then you got it. But for everyone else in the world, particularly just consumers who just tune in and go, oh, what's new games things happening? Yeah, it hard. was so weird. I'm clearly not as big a Nintendo fan as you guys, but do you not think that Wii U's kind of running out of time? Don't they need to get people buying the console before the the next one? (laughs) They've got more money than sense. I think the problem with the Wii U is, from my point of view, is that I don't know anyone who would play it. Say you sit down here, here, play Nintendo Land with us. Mm -hmm. I think then you like it. I think not many people wouldn't like that experience, but then I don't think that's enough to get people to buy it. It it isn't, no. no. It's not a... Like, I'd be happy to play a Wii U. Someone says, oh, go and play this with me. Fine. But I'm not going to hand over 250 quid, what? whatever. To well, that's why the, the Wii U is... I mean, I was sort of in the... I was massively, like, into the market research analyst <clears> side <throat> of things when the Wii was coming out, and it was just spectacular seeing why people liked it. But it was because it was a toy. Mm. And I've always said the Wii was a toy, and people always act that, that like that's something a derogatory thing to say, but it wasn't. It was awesome. It was just something that people went around someone's house, and they had to go on tennis, and they went... This is awesome. And the exactly. experience was, I want this in my yeah. house. It was like a Tamagotchi or a yeah. Furby. It hit that demographic. <laughs> but it was, it hit that demographic yeah. where you thought, I have to have one of these. And it was the yeah. price point, which is enough that people thought, screw it, I'm exactly. going to buy one. I think Microsoft or Sony would have been happy if someone had thought their new thing was a toy, if it had sparked like, yeah. that, like that did. Yeah, well, they both tried, didn't they? Well, exactly. So, you know, I, I had no problem with the Wii. I, the Wii won me over. Like, when I went to the event years ago now, 
and I played Metroid and you know Wii Sports. I did all of that, and I was like, this is fun. But it's weird because Nintendo always seemed to design hardware for the purpose of selling games, and that's yeah. you know they make design the Wii to sell Wii Sports. But the weird thing about the Wii U is, ever since that confused reveal, I've just been sitting back and waiting, going. What's this for? But where are the Nintendo games of the Wii U? Well, that's it. That's the thing. What's like, it for? Because yeah. it clearly, they must be, because they always, they're always doing something. And I just figure like there will be that clicking moment where they'll show a game and you'll go, this is exactly. what you made it for. Exactly. And this is what's going to sell it. And then Microsoft's only go, quick, put something into production that makes do, me can do that. Do yeah. one of them. Yeah. Smart glass. <laughs> exactly. But I just don't know what that is at the moment. It will probably be one of your tested franchises. But mm. when that comes, and how far? I mean, it can't. I, I'd imagine it's not a Zelda. No. If they're planning to do um, Wind Waker, that means I'd say Zelda's at least a year out minimum. If their Zelda couple. production is just mentally exactly. out of whack, it it's takes always ages, like, yeah. oh, give us time, and then they're like, <laughs> we've done it. Oh, where's everybody gone? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's true, actually. It's, yeah, like for the past, they've done that twice. Yeah, now, haven't twice. They? They did it with Twilight Princess too. It's been I mean, so long, yeah. and then they release it at the end of the generation. Yeah. It's like just. Get yeah, yourself right. that's, sorted that's out. Not the smartest thing, especially because also like the the development cycles they have on these games are so long. Yeah, and yet when they do come out, and I don't like to be a fussy kind of like all oh, the graphics and this are but there are bits like in in the, what's called the Majora not made it up. Sword. No, the one before Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Some of the textures in that game were atrocious. Yeah, they did feel. It felt like it had been developed a long time. And it's like you've been yeah. making this for six years. At least just get somebody to sort out that shrubbery. You know. <laughs> but just, I guess they just look at it and go, "We can't go all the way back into that." Yeah. That's screwing this that's screwing that and they're like screw it release it I can't be bothered I don't want to look at it anymore <laughs> yeah, exactly. just I get mean, it I out it does get like game. that I'm sure it does actually you're okay. right actually it's a very good point the, the release schedule of Zelda games is not like anything else it's mental but, and especially actually annoyingly the only times they've been on on the money it was with the DS ones yeah and I didn't like them just because the one it was the, it was the same game twice it was like oh it, this time you're on a train it was but I mean, Spirit Tracks was better than Phantom Hourglass. It was. But it was... It was way too similar, wasn't it? It was, and they just felt... They felt weak. They felt like something... If someone had forgotten to put something in. Yeah. Like, especially with Phantom Hourglass, where you keep going back to that temple to oh, get to the next God. floor. It's like... Not, I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. Zelda's always been about sort of an expansive world that keeps getting bigger and bigger until you feel like you're part of something bigger than you. Whereas they didn't feel like that. Yeah. And the last sort of hour of Spirit Tracks is just weird. Some weird boss battle on a train... I don't know Phantom Hourglass what was worst about that was the fact that it was like the whole going through the levels and going back to the same temple again and again for those of you who haven't played it the idea is that every time you go back to the temple you can get further but you have to do each floor you've already done again and the way you make it easier for yourself is by using the the DS's ability to make notes so basically he was like hey look you can make notes (laughs) and so it basically rather than being like this is a cool thing you can do it was like, yeah, you're going to do this like cool work, thing. Yeah. And it just became really tedious. When you got to like the eighth level, you're like, I've got to go through eight floors. Yeah. And you just think, I don't want to. They, it's almost like the opposite. They were almost like the Mario Kart Wii, you know, Zelda's on the D. They just felt like they were trying to spread it too thin. And it didn't work. It didn't feel like a Zelda game. Yeah, I wasn't a massive fan. Yeah, yeah. but fingers crossed we'll get some stuff announce this afternoon please mm. don't just be a water handling bananas <laughs> even though I just I, love I, that if I get a brand new Mario game that takes advantage of either the 3DS or you know something brand new not something I've seen before with a 2 stuck on the end of it which is new they're fine Yeah, I think I'll be pretty happy I'll be, I'll be over the moon uh, I'll be jumping like up a and down Ma- like I said Mario they sort of define the N64 yeah none of that sunshine bollocks <laughs> you know I didn't mind Super Mario Sunshine but not for the right reasons I thought it was so ridiculous that I couldn't help <laughs> hey, but enjoy Super it Super Mario with a hose pipe <laughs> all the best, the best bits I think I liked it for the bits without the hose pipe no, all those little things were cool but, but yeah, it was just I mean, weird 
Who made the decision to make those weird pineapple people canon? What do we need? What does the Mario universe need? Pineapple people. Pineapple people. In a tropical city. That was weird. But I oddly like it. I oddly like that game. I don't know why. I kind of liked it, but I disliked it because it wasn't Mario 64 2. And we still haven't had... Mario 64 2. Well, that's what I hope we can be getting on the Wii U to. Oh, come on, just do it. I mean, the Galaxy stuff was nice, but let's just have... I do love Super Mario Galaxy 2. I just want to hear the music from Bob-omb's castle or whatever hill. That would be awesome. I would take it. Yeah. Nintendo, come on, pull your finger out. So, has there been any news this week? Has anyone seen any news scuttling around? Because obviously Dave's not here and he's been running around... (laughs) Ironically, Dave is scouting away with news right now, which he is. is why he can't he's come in. writing the big story of the week right now. The big story. Well, there mm-hmm. is a big story today, isn't it? It's probably going to be live by the time this goes up. Right? Easily. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, FIFA 14. FIFA 14. It's, um, I mean, FIFA's in that... I think we, we, we talk about this as well. FIFA seems to be in that year where it can't do much because it's waiting until it can actually talk yeah. about the stuff it wants to do on the more powerful machines. Yeah, it's going to be like leg physics out the wazoo next mm-hmm. year. Well, that's it. And I remember when FIFA jumped onto a 360 and PS3, it was a weird transition. Mm. <laughs> it kind of, they didn't really know what to do, yeah. so it was this bizarre half-football, half-tech demo that yeah. never felt like had, a real game of football. very long grass. <laughs> it did have very long grass. <laughs> They're like, we can do grass, so let's make it far longer than it ever needs to be. <laughs> And there were so graph. many, there were so many weird glitches. I remember you couldn't skip substitutions, so you had to watch the whole substitution cutscene. There was no way of skipping it. <laughs> I remember it was like, well, who missed this? But you know, <laughs> it's that thing where they're doing so of much. All, I mean, I don't know much about football, but of all the cutscenes, you don't want to see skip. That. Everybody mashes the button to try <laughs> yeah. and get through those. But it, it was kind of you know glitches like that, which just made you think you lost your way. Obviously, for a few years, play around with the tech they find and. You know, everyone loves FIFA. FIFA 12, I think with especially. FIFA 12 was the one year, because I mean, I remember like, I was working on our exam at this point and I had to like read through and sub all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I don't care about football at all, but just reading about all the stuff the developers were banging on about in interviews, being like, look at what we're doing with these players' legs. <laughs> Every muscle is a real muscle and it's live synced to the actual player so that if he hurts his leg, <laughs> he goes down. Yeah, he'll fall over immediately on stage. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, and that stuff is cool. Like, you know, yeah. I think this year's one seems. You know, they're getting finickety, so we'll add a few more. You know, we'll give you greater control over your shots. Yeah. So, you know, you can do sort of, you, know, you can make the ball rise and dip with more. Do you more... think, though, that they're going to fall into the same trap that, um, like, FPS games did over the years of making it more and more complicated to the point that which actually you start to get a drop-off and new players can't get into it because yeah, it's so maybe. complex? They've, they've done it a little bit with, uh, like, free kicks and penalties. Free kicks and used to oh, be penalty, the simplest yeah. thing. Like, a penalty, you'd press the shoot button in a direction. <coughs> and that's now, what I'm up for. I don't understand yeah. penalties nowadays. Penalties were best at ISS 64. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. I like, like that one. fine then. And then they've all gone a bit weird since Yeah, then. because they feel like they need to make these improvements, um, they sometimes... I think EA bit. Canada has one of the hardest jobs mm-hmm. in all of games yeah. development yeah. because they're dealing with one of the most popular sports on the planet and they have to change it mm-hmm. to justify releasing one every year. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, what, I mean, this year, it's small little things. Now there's more control over shots. Now there's more control over defence. <laughs> you know, and then you think, well, where else do we go? Yep. Our animation's a bit better. Our ball control's a bit better. Do you get the sense yeah. that sometimes they're just sort of changing things for the sake of it? Oh, yes. 100%. Penalties is great. Penalties is I've always loved that with stuff like Facebook, where it's like, hey, it's an insanely big company that makes so much money and because that employs so many <laughs> yeah. people. We, we need so, to keep our jobs. And um, so like, they went through a period of like one or two years where it's like, hey, we've changed everything again. And it's like, why? <laughs> why do you keep moving everything around? It's like, shut up, I like my job. I I think the PC version will be the one to get this year because I imagine that's where they'll implement all the next-gen stuff now because they can. But PC's never as 
I think Theta is a console game. I completely agree, it's, but I think in terms of if you want to, experience if you want to really see what where it's what going, where it's going, yeah. I reckon, PC I reckon the PC one would be gimped. Reckon, or it will be. Gimped. I reckon it'll be the same, and we'll get a next gen version, and the PC one will be last year's game. Maybe, so yeah. Maybe they release a World Cup version next year yeah. as their next gen. How thing. big is the FIFA PC scene? I don't mm, really know. Because be. I mean, you can play with a pad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I get slagged off by PC it games. Is, for that. Like, <laughs> oh, I love playing with a pad. It is better, but the PC version is if you've got a reasonable PC, it's the better version. It's smoother, right, yeah. considerably smoother than it is on console. But I don't know. They took a long time for this this version of FIFA as is now to be on PC because they were quite often few years we got like the ps2 game and mm. the iRes, and then eventually they they did the whole next gen 360 ps3 engine on pc and then finally it was the same but i've got a feeling that because at the moment they're only talking about current gen which includes pc so who That's knows true, yeah. who knows if mm. we're going to get a next gen game and on the pc as thinking well. about it actually like that whole scenario of just blokes coming home from a pub and switching on and playing some fifa I do think actually where PC's becoming more dominant and taking a chunk from the yeah. console market, but will I just wonder with like <clears throat> will they ever get will the PC ever have the right kind of branding? Or even with Steambox stuff, can it ever get to that stage of being like the thing that maybe, but people whack on after? With the, the console club? it's just so easy to mm. you know, you grab the couple of controllers and it's because I don't have that kind of friend, but I just imagine if I did roll home with that kind of friend all pissed, and I'm like, oh, let me switch the yeah. PC on, they'd just be like, lol, geek. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it doesn't, we're doing the same thing. We're playing FIFA. Yeah, come on. Shut up. We're lads. All of my FIFA friends, yeah, it's always console. Yeah. But I don't think they'd be adverse to playing on a PC. But then you get the arguments about the pads and stuff, don't you, I suppose? Yeah. Who knows? But I, mean, I think this would be one of the more. Lackluster. Not, yeah, I'm going to say controversial, not controversial, but yeah, just I think it would divide people more than I, it usually does. The thing that concerned me was when Steve came back from the FIFA event and I was like, what's the big new thing? It, there wasn't, he didn't really... Yeah, there's not really anything. Yeah, Steve hates games though, doesn't he? That's yeah, and, Steve does and events games. and people and, yeah. <laughs> and Steve still believes that Pez is better than Wait, FIFA. Yeah, so that and does, he means it as well. He's not saying it know, to be facetious. He, does, he, does he believe means it, it yeah. but I just think he's wrong. He, well, he is, he is wrong. He's <laughs> fine, yeah. he can believe what he wants. It's like with people who are religious. Mm. It's like, I genuinely believe that you believe it. But, <laughs> no. Uh, do you reckon, I mean... Well, there's the comments be... for this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bring, bring it on. My dad's a vicar. I've had this conversation. It's boring. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty, they've done the same thing already. They, they've already written off this year, haven't they? I love that basically last year they went, yeah, we're not going to sell this money next year. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I always thought for Black Ops 2 it would be... Not, I, I, when I say a drop-off, I mean a slight <laughs> drop-off, as it was. That's yeah. slight. And it, I, don't, I don't think it will go away for a long time because they have timed it perfectly, not intentionally, with next-gen machines. Yeah, it's true. So, they got one year where they can go, look how good it looks, and we've sell the rocket again, and then the next year after that, they have to be smart about what they do in terms of uh, feature set and whatnot. But, I mean, I think this year's Call of Duty will be an also-ran as well. Mm. I just think it'll be like, meh. Because everyone now just wants next-gen stuff. You can yep. see that just by looking online. Everybody wants next-gen stuff. What sort of mental physics are we going to have in the next FIFA? FIFA 15, when we've got the power to do whatever we want with it. It should be almost, and I say almost realistic, I don't mean that, but it should be crazy realistic. If everything we're being shown is true, you know, with all these engine demos and stuff, FIFA should just be Will incredible. Yeah. the ball have a mind of its own? It should be like that. I mean, the ball should just be You perfect. get to play as the ball, otherwise I'm not in. And, I'm really intrigued. This is the saddest thing I'll ever say is what you do when you have sort of bad weather and strong wind and how that affects the ball. Because that'd be incredible. I know it won't be entertaining, but I would love that shit. <laughs> I'd, I'd, love I'd that like shit. to play that if it's like the crazy ball mode yeah, yeah, where it's just that. going all over the place. Yeah. Like, you're in a have, tornado. We've got a third player, right, where you've got two people the wind. playing. Oh, gosh, and one person happen. plays the wind. 
and you can just sort that of that's like, the Wii U version yeah, right there. Three DS, you can blow in the wind. Oh blown. gosh, I don't play that. This ever. is the sort of thing that would get me interested in football, <laughs> <laughs> or the equivalent of like multi-ball mode, maybe where you just fire yeah. like eight of them on, oh. onto the pitch, but only for ten minutes. It will happen. Oh, I'd love With that. DLC. Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> And in the other news world of the news, news world? News world. Well, um, it, it would seem that Danger Close doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I say I mean, seem, apparently, we'll use all those words, but we, we all saw that EA did lay off a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we all know that Medal of Honor has been killed. That's I, been the thing was, I heard a, an internal rumor bubbling around at a press show a couple of years ago that the reason Danger Close were called Danger Close as a studio was because actually it was Danger Close and if Medal of Honor didn't do well they were going to get close it was much easier that way yeah. um, there's a big sign above the work just reminding everyone remember what you have yeah, to do I kind of heard that said and I'm, I don't know how much of a joke it was but to be honest it sounds like I don't know but it sounds like they, they were always a studio that were running on a thin, thin ice it certainly hasn't been confirmed but they made two games that didn't do anywhere near what EA wanted in terms yeah. of sales mm-hmm. or critical you know opinion uh, Greg, uh, can never pronounce his name. Greg Goodrich, who was the man there, left earlier this year. A lot of people have left in the last three months. Like all you have to do is have a quick look on LinkedIn, or you know, have a look at their Twitter accounts, and, and you know, it would seem that Danger Close is no more. Obviously, EA refused to comment. I guess it but... just it must be hard. I mean, at the moment, I think the the pinch with the whole next gen is a lot about like just the cost of money they're going to exactly. have to put and these they... games into. If you've got people who can't make good games this gen. And it's like, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, Medal of Honor, I know when it came back, it wasn't what it used to be, but it was a franchise that a lot of people loved yeah. that used to be the big, you know, big big boy in town. Mm. And it didn't do well. So why keep injecting? It's horrible because I never like to see anyone lose their jobs. Ever. No. But from an EA point of view, if they think <coughs> we can't get anything out of this, I mean, that's why they've laid off everybody else, isn't it? It's horrible and it's terrible because, you know, whoever wants to lose it. You know? It's tough. I mean, especially for these big companies, they're in a horrible position because, I mean, yeah. we've talked about this in the past, but like companies like EA and Activision, all these big guys, the same with retailers, they, they've built up these heavy lumbering that's companies right, yeah. around their infrastructure, which has now just changed. Exactly, and they and don't know what to do about it. The only way they can survive is by being pretty brutal. Well, that's, that's why they're big and, companies, aren't they? Because yeah, they don't mind I mean, about doing that. First person shooters, one of the most competitive genres out there. Medal of Honor, the last two haven't been good. It, I think they were flowing out there because at that point they maybe didn't know whether or not Battlefield was <coughs> yeah, going to become it was like a yeah, thing. One of these is going to be their big yeah, game. And it, Battlefield clearly won. So. Yeah, and I, I actually, to be honest, if I've never been that sure about Battlefield becoming as big as it has because I love it. 15 million did it sell? Yeah. Three. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy, yeah. And I, I wouldn't have guessed that, to be honest. If somebody said to me, I wouldn't have predicted that yeah. because I've always felt like they're a bit too complex. But I hey, totally agree. Shows what I know because yeah. people love this stuff. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, so go, go people. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it certainly hasn't been confirmed, but I would say it's very, very likely yeah, that studio likely, no longer it? exists, which is a shame. And that means, Mel- I mean, Melamon was dead anyway, but don't expect to see oh, well. that ever again. Maybe this is the beginning of the end for the first person shooter. Uh, do you know what? I would like a new, I'd like, I, remember it was platformers yeah. and then RPGs kind of pretended to do it, but not really. I, I would like the, a new I want genre. I the cartoon kart racer genre to come back. <laughs> Anything, just any new genre that can actually be competitive for a little bit, I'd yeah. be well up for. Cause I, I mean, you know what? Fair play if you like first person shooters. I dabble with them, but I am bored of them. Yeah. I, really I reckon we've, we've hit the point in first person shooters where uh, we where we, we hit with um with uh, Donkey Kong 64 yeah you know yeah when it where, was just like we don't need this yeah, yeah. Just, where I was actually really excited about it and then it came out yeah, and I thought this I've is done everything this. To collect yeah. a load of bananas yeah so many bananas exactly yeah. I swear exactly. there were like eight different types of bananas you had to collect in that game like gold ones red ones blue ripe, ones unripe here's Icy Kong you've not met him before because he didn't exist until <laughs> a week ago oh god send help <laughs> Yeah, fuck that game. But I mean, I don't know what I, I don't know what I would want to become the new 
you know, money make new cash cow of video games, but anything. But I hope it's like um, exploration games. I yeah, I hope it's I hope it's a, like narrative led drama. I hope it's like Walking Dead, like episodic oh, yeah, that. narrative. Yeah, I don't know. Any honestly, any game's good with a good narrative with me. And that's, that's the, the sort of do. thing where you could just genuinely say, yes, this is better than television. Bye bye television, and let's hammer in the final nail in the coffin of that archaic, nasty, noisy box of colours. But it won't be. It won't be that. It will be endless runners. <laughs> I was going to say that I think you're probably right SEO squirrel down, jump yeah, that's yeah. going to be the big game of 2014 I hear <laughs> hearing a lot of buzz about SEO squirrel jump and of course Dragon Rally which mm. is uh, coming out in 2019 can you turn that into an endless runner I probably not? can Yeah. at the moment I think yeah it's either going to be an endless runner or a Skyrim mod consequently if, if anyone knows different things if anyone knows <laughs> how to mod Skyrim and make rally cars in Skyrim do give me a call <laughs> Yeah, have a, Especially have a little, if your name is Bethesda. A little unpaid commission for you, Bethesda. <laughs> if you want to do a bit of work now, you're done with Skyrim. And I've got something to keep you very busy. Um, let's jump over some of the questions. We haven't got any questions on Twitter this week because I forgot to ask on Twitter because I'm an idiot. That's fine. Uh, we've got oh, some we questions got on the forum, though. We have indeed. Uh, NGZ on the forums asks, uh, what game have you never got around to playing but really wish you had? Oh, too many. Yeah, there's there's Ooh. a bunch. The Oddworld I, games I've never played, yeah, but that's people seem to, seem to rave about them, so I always feel like I've missed out. I'm very ashamed to say I haven't ever played Chrono Trigger. Oh, that's a great game. Mm. Yeah, you should play that. Really great. I hear, I hear so, Matt. It's still like, you, it's the sort of game that you'll play it and you'll go, why, what? It's one of those weird games where you yeah. think, why isn't anyone, everyone stolen this? Mm. It's like the, the auto, the active reload thing from Gears of War. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. stolen get, Horde mode nobody's stolen that yeah. and it's such a simple lovely idea but Chrono Trigger is full of so many awesome things that you think why didn't this become a thing yeah so true such a good game I'd love to play Akami actually as well mm. yeah um, but yeah. everybody says oh it's really long and I'm like no, that's not I can get into Akami a turn on for me just, it turn, I find it boring which I know makes me a horrible person I should die yeah. in the fires mm-hmm. of hell and actually but, oh, um, what's the one before Shadow of the Colossus Ico Ico never played it's it never played Ico that's quite Ico, short as well, Ico, so you could get through that recently. it's an incredible game both, but I think yeah. as long as you buy into those concepts I get it why people don't get those games yeah. but if you do they're both just you know Ico or however you pronounce it is as good as Shadow of the Colossus in it's own special I really way. want to play it it's not as good as Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> that's alright then because <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus blew my mind oh they both blew they're like they don't even get scores those games from me they're so good they <sighs> exist just, in their own little play I, I, I felt like I was in a whirlwind of emotions it's just brilliant it's just such I loved it when I was sat in my student house playing it and I was like, I didn't want to say it to my housemate because he didn't really play games. <laughs> but I was getting quite upset about killing some of the monsters. Oh, yeah. And I, because this was kind of not pre-internet but pre that level of discussion, yeah. um, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if I was supposed to feel like that. And I was like, am I being a massive pansy? <laughs> and it was a wonderful moment where my housemate who was just sitting there eating digestive biscuits <laughs> said why did you kill that? <laughs> and I was like, oh God, thank God. Like, I saved my dead girlfriend. <laughs> that he felt like he was really angry with me that I'd killed something beautiful for what he could see no reason. Yeah. And I was like, I needed to because I needed Sam, to bring him Sam, back. Sam of the Colossi deserved to die. That giant <laughs> snake thing was disgusting. He had it coming. Horrific. That, mm. that thing needed to be dead. But the flying one in the desert, that's oh, amazing. That is that is like, that that's, is. that's one of the best bits in any game ever. I know. Yeah. It really, that game has a lot of best bits in any mm. game ever. I can just I can just watch gifs of that bit where you jump onto its wing yeah. oh, over and over again. Yeah. Beautiful. What a great game. Honestly. What a great game. What a game. Tom, you got any, any um, games that Mass you Effect. I bought, oh, I bought, I bought well, I might miss Mass Effect, but Mass Effect 2, anyway, I bought re- fairly recently because I thought I should play this. It's um, like question. play from Mass Effect 1, yeah, but whack I've, it on easy. Right. 
because you don't want yeah it's not about it's not you about don't want the combat to yeah. be a challenge at all mm. especially in the first mass effect i think yes yeah, yeah. yeah. i bought i've gone i went through a phase of buying games that i should have played but didn't to try and guilt yourself like, i bought it. this was years ago now but i bought final fantasy 7 because i never got that far into it i kind of yeah. hated, hated it really um so i bought that and vagrant story Vagrant Story is and tough as balls. Both games I've played about an hour. In Final Fantasy, I've played quite a lot of, to be fair. But the thing is, I like, got that far into it because it's quite big. But Vagrant yeah. Story, I think, is a bit overrated. I, I like it, but when I played it years later, I found it just really hard to get into. And it was just so hardcore. I think I can see at the time it would have been one of those games that was so different that it would have really been exciting. Yeah. But that was one of those games I thought I need to play because oh, apparently it's classic. Yeah. I'm exactly so the same with, with Final Fantasy VII. I came into it too late. I'm a yeah. massive fan of the series, but... Seven, because it's that really early stage with the 3D, it's a bit jarring. To I love the story, though, in Seven. I love the story. But, but the, and the fighting, just the constant like summons and stuff, it just, at the time, I can see why people rave about it yeah. uh, now, but it's one of those games that when you come in at a later point... I know what you mean, especially with the summons. It's like Knights of the Round. That is literally yeah, like, that, go and make a cup yeah, of tea. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then come, press, come back and do it again. Yeah. That's, yeah. Or I, if you've got the right material equipped, it does it twice anyway. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Madness, those oh, And to answer the question again, Bastion... Because I've bought oh, that right. now on Xbox, PC, and iOS. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't played it. I'll tell you what, Bastion's a nice game, but it's not that good. It's enjoyable. Well, I've bought it three times, so <laughs> it's a bit much, I think, yeah. Okay, well, that actually leads on to the next question quite Did well. Did you like Bastion? About... <laughs> yeah. Tom, do you like Bastion? Yeah, no, it's... Um, <laughs> what game needs a HD remake? Obviously, Final Fantasy VII, people talk about that all uh, the time. You know what, actually, Is there a... I had an interview with one of the t- dudes from who made Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and he said something really interesting. I've got awesome chat with him, actually. It was really unexpected because most interviews are boring as hell. But he said that people keep asking for a HD remake, and we don't want to make it because that game is like, it's set in stone. It's, it's a thing in time, and people love it so much that actually to recreate the game in HD, they would need to make it. They couldn't just redraw everything. Yeah. They'd need to make yeah. it different. And so much of it was so fuzzy and hazy and hot, hazy and broad. And you can't do that. They'd need they, to make yeah. it almost a 3D game and they'd need to remake it to the point that actually they would in, undoubtedly be doing it bad service and people wouldn't like it. Mm. And he That's would rather that people's memories yeah. just stay the yeah, same. Yeah, I think he's right. And it's like, go you, dude. Like, yeah, yeah we, we think that <laughs> you responded. <laughs> I think, yeah, pretty go much. You, I think that <laughs> might have been my exact words. I don't know. He didn't I do think but, so. Square are getting to the point where maybe they might have they to might do it anyway. at some yeah. point some because it would sell a billion yeah. copies and it may be getting near that time emergency button possibly I'd like an HD remake of RC Pro-Am it's a long forgotten rare remote control game that. and it was it was brilliant <coughs> it was so it was so simple and the multiplayer was ridiculous I would like an, I asked for this I've, I've emailed uh, <coughs> yep. about five or six times now saying I Any think you should do this no, they, no, no I'd like um, an HD remake of Space Station Silicon Valley oh yeah see stuff that like that good. all those because <laughs> that game looked like crap yeah, when it, it came did. out yeah, it did I remember but, I rented it of all things I was like is this real is this the right version it doesn't look good it felt like a bootleg game what the hell is it I've never heard of it oh man it was so good it's very unique it was I think it was on the Playstation as well but it's called Evo I think but the idea was that you were a microchip Right. Like tissed along, and you could <laughs> Did it have a le- you got legs, I guess, on this idea, microchip, really? or just yeah, bounces. no, you were like it was a little kind of the little copper things on the end of a microchip were like right. your legs, okay. But Makes you were sense. in Space Station Silicon Valley was basically like a zoo <laughs> full of so robot weird. animals, mm. and you had to go around jumping into animals, and it was like you had the food chain, so you'd have to start with something small to get into something bigger, right? And okay. you basically you transfer yourself from one animal to another, but then each animal had its own abilities and they weren't just normal animals they were like robot animals so yeah. you had like 
but polar bears that could fire rockets and, oh, this is and penguins that could drop mines mm. and it was and like dogs on wheels <laughs> that would zoom around and it was the whole it was game was mental it was right? mental yeah. but it barely worked it was so like some of the animals were impossible to control <laughs> like the penguins I think were just a nightmare I imagine if you watch that on YouTube it's going to look so I remember it looking bad then Oh god! Well, if you look at that now, I bet it looks. Hideous. I think I've got the PlayStation version at home. I might bring it. Bring in. It in. Yeah, I'm, please do a video. Just because it's incredible. so weird. Yeah, like, yeah and oh, I'm not sure it can match my already very high expectations. Now that you've said dogs on wheels and polar bears with, rockets. I think it would. <laughs> it's just it was one of those games where it was really, really sporked. It was like the whole thing was just yeah. really broken, and it barely worked at times. And some of the levels were so frustrating because of it, because you had to do like crazy hard platforming. Right. But it was just such an ambitious idea, such a weird. Idea. It was the same thing of Blast Core, of really like you kept oh, going. Yeah. Oh, that's you kept going though. because you wanted to see what thing you get yeah. next. And with Space Station Silicon Valley, it's like you wanted to Where know what animal yeah, yeah. you were going to get next and what it would do. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's wicked. But the actual answer to all these is PGR2. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Um, um, I, like, I really like PGR3. I thought it was really PGR3 good. PGR3 is the third best PGR game. <laughs> What's the second? Uh, well, the best is PGR2. Right. Then PGR4. PGR4 is good as then well. Then PGR3. I think I love PGR3 just because when it came out, it was new and it was, Xbox it was, was shiny time, and stuff. Yeah. It isn't as good as PGR2. <laughs> you know what? I go for a nice HD version of Mario 64, actually. Just I was because, thinking that. Or yeah. GoldenEye. I know it almost came out and there's a load of problems, but in terms of just mm. in Dreamworld, a game, a version of that game where I can actually play it without being disgusted by how like old and rubbish it is would be, <laughs> would be lovely. That sounds good. And uh, the final question comes in from Duckman0121. Who asks, uh, specific, yeah. a game that everyone else likes, but you hate. I know my answer to this. Um, I, this I can't, if I say oh, what I want to say, that's now, I've been on three podcasts. Assassin's Creed. I've been I Assassin's Creed every time, but it's Assassin's oh, Creed. Have you played the second one? I haven't played it. Oh, no. well, this is it, yeah, man. This is why, but I, it's people but, like you. We, we, no. we don't. We don't. <laughs> no, killing don't. the game industry. No, no, because uh, I've, I've heard that a lot of times. And actually, I have got some friends. Oh, I love the guys at Midnight <laughs> Resist podcast. Uh, you know, I've known loads of them for a long time, like yeah. 10 years plus, but, like that, they, that's one thing that really riles me up is some of the guys on there, like they still slag off Assassin's Creed, like without playing really a good thing. one, yeah, yeah. And they have played the second one, but I think they've their hatred for it is <laughs> so high clouds. that they've it's actually clouded their judgment. <laughs> and it, it, it must have done because Assassin's Creed Two and uh, Brotherhood are great games. I will play them. I promise. Yeah, I'll play them for honestly, the end of the year. you'll love Assassin's Creed Two. It's great. But the first game was. Balls. Yeah, that's what and I at think. that at that point, I was like, has everyone gone mental? Because yeah. everyone was like, oh, I love Assassin's mm. Creed. It's like, really? Because it's terrible, <laughs> and you're wrong. And that's one of those things where all the reviews came out, and it was like, no, yep, yep. Um, I my my one, I don't hate. I think hate's a very strong word. It's, I definitely don't hate this game, but something that came out last year that everyone seemed to really enjoy, and I just found disappointing was Sleeping Dogs. Uh, I haven't played enough of that, but I, I was quite played, impressed. I, by I, I was, I. I went in with the wrong kind of um, thoughts about it. I was hoping, you know, because he's a uh, he's with the triad, but he's actually a police officer, mm. and there's that kind of um, crossover. Like, how far do you go before you, you know, you, you're no longer that's not a, much a member of the force? That's not much of the game. Is it's it, the yep. story? And I was not... really hoping that 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 that's what I went in hoping for because I've been watching a lot of like it's kind of you don't the wire that just kind of thing. happens rather than yeah. you being involved in it particularly yeah. as, a, as a choice yeah and but, and because of that I it's one of those things where it clouds your judgment when you when you've just got that in the back of your mind from the, the get go like you, you kill a lot of people in that game huh. and yet they'll talk about um, how you know when you've 
first shoot someone in this kind of warehouse it's like a big you know you've stepped over the line yeah, you've already what... killed loads of people before that moment <laughs> it's like, yeah that's what games do really badly all the time yeah. it's like the Tomb Raider thing exactly, oh my god yeah. I've just killed someone mm. oh well so might now, as well yeah. kill everything <laughs> yeah, exactly. while I'm here and like the Far Cry 3 thing of like yeah. oh maybe this island's changing me it's like yeah I thought that when you skinned a shark, <laughs> dude, that you killed like, by stabbing it in the water. Yeah. You, you, you've been mental for ages. Mm. I think the answer to this is just make more game protagonists mental. Mm. Like, I've been enjoying, I played a bit of the Dishonored DLC. I think we should have a review of that on the site this afternoon. Um, but I like the fact that you get to play as a nutter. Yeah. Uh, and you're an assassin. Different. And you're not like an insane assassin, actually, but you are an assassin. And it means you start to enjoy playing the game how it's meant to be played. Yeah. And you start to relish killing people in horrible ways because you think, well, yeah, I'm an assassin. Exactly. Rather than being like, obviously the pitch for original Dishonored was, oh, you're a supernatural assassin. It's like, no, you're not, though. You're, you're a nice guy who's been framed and you've got to kill some bad men. And so you constantly feel like you've got your dad over your shoulder going, well, don't just kill these people for no reason. You are supposed to be a nice man. Yeah, exactly. And I like it when games just go, nah, actually, you know what? You're not a, a nuanced character yeah, trying to balance your morality. You're an awful human yeah, being. And go, have, have a whale of a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we're, di- we're dishonored. There's like serious consequences to the, the story if you do start uh, yeah well it just gives you a worse get, ending yeah. which is kind which of which just a, you, it makes you feel so bad about it because you, you i there are a few games where i can play and, and know that i'm going to go down the bad route well even just, um even the I fable start, games which actually kind of handle it better than most yeah. because they have that kind it's of very visual isn't it well it's tongue-in-cheek as well it's yeah, like that monty yeah. python evil so yeah. you actually kind of get the, the funny evil the devil horns they still mess it up in the fact that it ends up like if you do become completely <clears throat> evil then you just can't talk to anyone in towns yeah. and yeah, yeah. you can only have sex with prostitutes and it just becomes this caricature that's not fun. And that's something mm. that I think games are too interested in, in making you evil. When actually I'd rather have games that let you be a bastard because being a bastard is more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the game that's overrated out most is probably GTA 4. Just because even at the time I was like, I loved it, but some of those missions yeah. can just dick off. <laughs> but the real answer is Final Fantasy 7. Hate. Or... No, I, I do. Hate oh. it. You hate it? Couldn't. It's what so, about the Chocobo? So what, boring. What about the Chocobo racing? Yeah, Chocobo racing. I got, I got quite far. You got that far, fair yeah. enough. But I still hate it. Yeah, I hate Final and, Fantasy X as well. And, oh no, yeah. Final Fantasy X. Lots of people love, but it's I agree. Brilliant. I haven't played it, but I probably hate I, it. It's <laughs> absolutely. I <brilliant>. cried. <laughs> Final Fantasy X. I'm not it, ashamed it, to admit it. Oh, it's fantastic. Which bit? At the end. Just drop oh, the questions. I didn't think that was that quite, sad. Well, it was sad. I was sad I, when was really I had to sad. fight a boss on a giant ship and there was no save point. <laughs> After that boss fight, I died. It made me do the boss again. I cried then. I, I hate that I, game. I, I liked it a lot, but yeah. not a lot, a lot of people, people loved it. I think a lot of people loved it. A lot of Final Fantasy yeah, fans, I, I know, think 10's the best. I think it's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the main character was a tit. Yeah, yeah. such an annoying little fact, shit. Even though most of the characters in that game were tits. <laughs> Whacker... Whack off, yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. guy. What was that? Zero ball? Or it was Blitz called? ball. Blitz ball. Oh, what you know that? what? I played one a lot of, of that. One of the best mini games ever. No, 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 no. I, the best, really like the best Final Fantasy mini game ever was the card game in Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, oh, uh, actually, yeah, eight and nine. Both called, got good card games. I can't remember what it's called, but it was brilliant. And if they released <laughs> that in real life, I'd probably spend loads of money on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, we should just do a Final Fantasy special at some point. I, yeah, I, I will not be involved. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. About oh, it would just be me <laughs> for an hour with a really big coffee. <laughs> and then there was this bit where I really cried. No, I, I, I'm if, sure a lot of people would love it. Hey, you me. know what? I'm a big enough man to admit that at the end of Final Fantasy X. I cried. Fair enough. If man. you did too, and if you've been touched Email by some of the issues me. in today's <laughs> podcast, you can get in touch Don't with me. Don't tell Simon. And we'll, we'll have a meet up. 
and a little, hug. And a hug. <laughs> yeah. I just want you to hold me for a minute. Nothing else. Just... Before we move on, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah. I don't yeah. No. Get it. To be honest, I didn't. Do get not that. get it. I've tried it numerous times. I think I reviewed one of them probably very badly back in PS2. <laughs> Three's the trick for me actually because I, I've tried it with two on the PSP. I played that game for like 15 hours and didn't understand mm. it still. And I just don't. I because it's one of those games that people are so, people that like it like it so much. I think mm. this must be good. I must, there must be something I'm just not getting. I, I clearly don't get it because I can't get into it. The, the at best all. bit about the, the Monster Hunter, the latest one for me, is just reading people talk about it on Twitter and have absolutely no idea what they're on about. Do you know oh, what, what was the, the last boss that you call? Any idea? Uh, to be honest, like I, I don't know how anyone remembers the name of the monsters. Yeah, it's well, all a load of bollocks. But, yeah, and I I enjoy just reading people. Lakitu. Like, I think I, I think I skinned a Lakitu. Nice. No, and good. turned it into some trousers. It's, I do like it, but I'm just I'm fundamentally stunned that anybody's ever learned to play it mm. apart from me i feel like i deserve a medal um <laughs> and i've not really used the internet which is oh no something i suppose um yeah so that's the end of the questions i think so who yes. won who won the question round i think it was tom with eight points mm-hmm. well, Congratulations. Done, well done and uh, finally we got time for the member of the month competition Ooh, <laughs> um yeah obviously member of the month we do this every month you can win a game in one of three ways uh one sign up on the forum and be funny or good and get people to go, hey, I like the cut of that guy's gym, and then you'll win a prize. Or secondly, by voting for people on the monthly competition. But first, we've got actual a proper competition, which you can win through skill or wit or a combination of the two. And we thought for this month's competition, you've got a little while to do it, you've got three weeks, I guess, mm-hmm. before the next podcast, we'd like to hear a bit about something that's made up. So obviously LucasArts died um, a long, long time ago, but they died... <laughs> properly nice. yeah. <laughs> last week really and uh, it's it, it did but the thing is like everyone talked about how they missed oh, LucasArts so good and all the memories really were from an era that was a long time I ago I did like the four, the first Force Unleashed game I thought yeah, I did. It was the fun. first level as Darth Vader was amazing. Yeah, it was cool. It was totally amazing. These <laughs> yeah. Ewoks getting smashed to shit. Oh, I loved it. No, it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. More I games should it. let you well, fuck I, up Ewoks. I, well, the thing is that I, I still long for the day when a developer has the balls to say, here's a Darth Vader game and you'll never die. Honestly, you yeah. You just walk through and kick the shit out of everything for eight hours. <laughs> That's why the Superman games never worked. Superman game is you win. Before yeah. you even started, you've yeah, won you, the you, game. You, you, but just go enjoy being Superman. Superman, Superman game on the PS2 is the worst game I've ever played. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if you can't die, then what is the death condition? Death exactly. condition is the, 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 city, city, yeah. the metropolis oh, getting hurt. Bad. And it was like, why should I care about this cardboard city? Exactly. This is rubbish. Exactly. There's no reason. But anyway, that's a uh, conversation yeah, that's another, for another That's why time. you're not Superman. <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. one of the many reasons why I'm not Superman. I think it would just bore me, frankly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, LucasArts games used to be awesome, and we all remember the point-and-click puzzle games very, very fondly. However, one thing which has not been talked about a lot, which should be, is that some of those puzzles in some of those games of those era are just awful and evil and hard and, and horrible yeah. so hard they had the technical some of them are mind-boggling yeah and this was pre-internet don't they, right? don't they all require a ball of yarn <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much, much yeah. well that's uh, maybe yeah could be a theme but what I'd like people to do for this week's uh, for this month's member of the month competition is to invent a fictional puzzle for a fictional game and you can this can be oh, in the right. form of a simply just some pictures of some items that you need to combine <laughs> yep. to do something or it can be a short paragraph or sentence from a kind of fictional FAQ explaining how to have the obvious answer to a puzzle in a game that you've just invented. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want something. I want things that are suitably Daft. nonsensical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and these can be as elaborate or as brief and to the point as you'd like. So yeah, that's basically it. Invent, like- invent a game, invent a tiny sliver of an uh, FAQ. 
you'll be a game developer. It's and you'll basically be a game developer. Yeah. So, you know, Gilbert may ring it and ring you up. And <laughs> obviously, you know, use the rubber chicken with the pulley uh, mm-hmm. on the Classic. zip line. Yeah. I mean, I mean it can be as short as that. Out? How do we ever figure that stuff out? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I remember classically <clears throat> that my experience with Sam and Max was that I played it around oh my, my friend's house gosh, and he so said, hard. I said, oh, can we play this Sam Max game? It looks cool because I like the art style. And he said, nah, it's really boring. It's not really a game. All you do is you can drive down the freeway and jump through the signs or you can go to this shop and look at stuff. It's and, and honestly, as like 10-year-olds or whatever, 11-year-olds, we thought that that was the whole game. That's amazing. And it wasn't until many years later that I realized that actually if you did a puzzle at the fairground, that there was more. <laughs> and the game carried on. Sam and Max especially is, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so hard. Because Full Throttle is pretty tough. But the thing with Full Throttle is it's short. Yeah. If you know everything you're doing Full Throttle, you can do it in about 45 minutes. Sam and Max is a long game. I mean, I think the problem we got stuck on was that Sam and Max... One of the, I think right at the start you had to get the map from pulling outside of the kitten's yeah, stomach yeah, or something yeah, and it's yeah. just like what yeah. and I loved it but I don't know how we put up with it I don't know so I, I'd like I you to come up with the kind of puzzle that nobody in their same mild would put up with now and you can do whatever you want you can draw it you can write it you can interpret interpretive dance, dance yeah. <laughs> shadow puppets mm-hmm. whatever but yeah you've got a month we'll announce a winner in well in podcast in about a month yep there'll be a, then, a forum post for those entries to go yeah in. there'll be a forum post uh, so you can whack all that stuff in. and if we get enough good stuff then we might put together a video like we did with the last one yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah get involved you can win a game and it's it's a game any game you want shop two not that give us three games so providing it's less than 50 pounds yeah which to be honest is pretty much any game you all want all games pretty much uh, you can just have a game so do it pretty good alright <laughs> okay <laughs> right good <laughs> right, I'll put the gun down now but yeah thanks very much for joining us as ever on the VG UK podcast if you have enjoyed us then subscribe on the iTunes or the YouTubes or whatever wherever the hell you are <laughs> and I've been Matt Lees and I've been joined by Chris Bratt see you later Sam Miller take care everybody and the inimitable Tom Horry goodbye bye bye